Hey everybody, welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I'm your host, Kylie Gable, and uh, this week's a little weird because I wind up doing a uh, different show for the premium podcast and the free podcast, and here's why. Uh, The audio that we're doing today is read by Mistress DJ, and it's a story that I did a couple years ago with my writing partner at the time, still a great friend, uh, Claudia Costa, and... um, We took a very similar circumstance, which was an obnoxious customer and a dominant bartender named Claudia, and we had a competition to see who could tell the best story with that setup. Um, You'll be listening to the one that I wrote, which was called Kylie versus Claudia, and this is the Kylie part. Uh, If you're interested in checking out the Claudia part, it will be available on Clips for Sale, and... uh, Definitely, I think Claudia did a really good job on hers, and I'm pretty proud of the job I did on mine. Uh, great read, as usual, by Mistress DJ. So without further ado, here is Kylie versus Claudia, and the story is by me. Kylie versus Claudia, written by Kylie Gable. Published by Candy Apple Press. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. I was the first one there. It was Friday afternoon, and the rule in the office was if you finished your work, you could leave early. That weekend started at 3.15 for me. It wasn't a personal record, but it was great to get a head start on the weekend. I sat at the bar and waited for my friends. The Double Deuce was our after-work hangout, and it was a go-to for a lot of young professionals who worked downtown and wanted to avoid the mad 5 o'clock rush back home. This early, it was dead. The bartender, a very attractive woman with long dark hair and a golden tan skin tone, was wiping down the counter. She wasn't big-breasted, but she was still hot. I looked up from the IPA I was nursing and I asked her, Do you have anything to actually wipe down? There aren't exactly a lot of customers here. I have to do something or I get bored, she told me. You're surrounded by alcohol, I said. You should learn to drink. I can drink you under the table. But if the bartender gets drunk, I hope you like drinking beer because you don't want me mixing your drinks, she said. Works for me, I replied. I'm Steve. Hi, she beamed. I'm Claudia. I don't think I've seen you here before, I said. It's a second job for me. I just started three weeks ago, and I think I've worked about 40 hours total, she said. Do you want more hours? I asked. It's hard to work it around my schedule, but I like the extra money, she said. We had a really good conversation. It was pretty mellow, and I didn't really hit on her or anything. I was pretty sure she was out of my league, and I just wanted to drink away the stress of the week. But that doesn't mean I didn't love seeing her smile and laugh and paying attention to me. Then my friends came, and we headed over to our usual table in the corner. My friend Tommy was the first to arrive, and Tommy noticed the conversation I was having with the bartender almost immediately. Dude, she's so into you, said Tommy with a big dopey grin. If you don't tap that, I will. Tommy, we are making small talk. I don't have a chance at that, and you have about one-tenth of my chance, I said, rolling my eyes. You're such a nerd. You have one-tenth of my chance, he teased me. I hate algebra. 
Danny, Pat, and Jesus showed up next. Naturally, Tommy got them all riled up about the hot bartender who was totally into me. You've got to at least take a shot, man, said Pat. Striking out is no shame, but if you don't even try, then what's the point? My friends decided to move our little happy hour over to the bar. They weren't being the least bit subtle, but even as the place filled up, there were still four open seats, and they took them with me reluctantly falling behind. Claudius actually seemed happy, if a bit confused, to see me back at the bar. So, said Tommy, how do you like my friend Steve? He's nice, said Claudia, flashing a friendly smile. Nice? asked Danny. Oh no, not the friend zone, said Jesus. Guys, give it a rest, I said. I'm sorry for my friends, Claudia. Nothing to apologize for, she said. That is how things went for the next 90 minutes or so, with my friends embarrassing me and an increasingly irritated bartender. I tried to stay above the fray and play peacemaker. Unfortunately, as I drank more and more with my friends, insisting on doing shots, my self-control faded. I not only joined in with my friends, I probably became the worst one there. The rest of the evening was an alcoholic haze of foggy memories. I pieced together what I could remember with what Claudia told me and came up with something of a timeline. Apparently, I had told several tall tales about my love life, grabbed her breasts, offered a big tip for oral sex, made ten minutes worth of jokes about wanting oral sex for my big tip, and showed her pictures from my phone until I found a dick pic on there that I said was mine, but I actually found it online. It was only after all of this that I finally passed out at the bar. Eventually, my friends took me home and put me to bed. I threw up in the middle of the night, and since nobody set an alarm for me, I woke up about two in the afternoon. I was delighted to discover that I had no hangover, but it was clearly not one of my finest moments. After a busy work week, the following Friday, I got right back on that horse. This time, my friends got just as shit-faced as I did. I was less obnoxious to the bartender, who was a nice blonde girl with big breasts named Joyce. She'd been working there before. We even started going to the double deuce. Claudia was there waitressing, but we weren't in her section, and she steered clear of us. Somehow I lost my keys, which made things even tougher for Jesus, who got the job of getting me to bed. I always kept a spare one hidden in a plastic plant in the hallway outside my front door. Jesus dug it out after I failed to, and helped me in. He took me into my bedroom and dropped me onto my unmade bed. You're on your own, man, said Jesus. I need to get home myself. Don't throw up on yourself. I'm not going to throw up, I yelled in the drunken bravado. Actually, despite the previous week, I rarely threw up. Within a few minutes, I was completely passed out and snoring loudly. I was extremely disoriented when I came to. A bright flash of light captured my attention, and I think I was dreaming about lightning. Soon, though, my eyes opened, and I realized that I was something in my mouth. It felt slick and rubbery. I pulled it out and realized that my fingers were all painted bright red. I jumped back with fright when I realized what was in my mouth was a lipstick smeared dildo. What the hell? I exclaimed as I finally became aware that somebody was in the room with me. Sorry, I would have woken you, but you look so peaceful with that cock in your mouth, said Claudia. 
What in the hell? How are you here? Maybe I'm just a dream, she teased. This is not funny, I said. Are you stalking me or something? Something like that, she replied. What are you doing here? Photography, mostly, she said. I got some great pictures of you, sissy. What? I'm not a sissy, I protested. She started typing on her phone, and a few minutes later I got the alert that I had a text message. I looked around for my phone, and I found it laying next to me on my nightstand. I fumbled around and picked it up. The text was a picture of me laying in bed with my shirt off. My fingernails and lips were painted a bright red, and I had those juicy lips wrapped around a dildo. What the hell? I was asleep and you fucked with me, I complained. Were you asleep, she asked. Looks to me like you were just aroused. That's bullshit, I snapped. Keep your voice down and watch your language, said Claudia. I won't warn you again. Warn me, I asked. What are you going to do about it? Look in your pockets, she said. Do you see your keys in your wallet? Yeah, so what? Well, isn't it strange that you left your keys in your pocket where they could jab you in your thigh, but took out your cell phone and placed it nicely on your nightstand? The look of confusion on my face and my lack of ability to put the pieces together was clearly frustrating her. So what? I finally asked. So, maybe you're not the one who put it on the nightstand. Maybe I did. After I copied all your contacts, she said. It's password protected, I said. Six nine six nine six nine. Very original, she taunted. What, what do you want, I stammered. Just don't let my friends see those pictures. You seemed like a really nice guy in the bar. And then your friends got there and you became one of those obnoxious assholes that I've ever dealt with. In a job where I deal with a lot of obnoxious assholes, she said. I'm sorry, I, I guess I was showing off, I replied. You think? She snapped. For once, I don't have to put up with it. Because I own you, bitch. You need to think long and hard about disobeying anything I tell you. Okay, so what do you want from me? I asked nervously. Not too much tonight. I want you to get out of bed and stick your hands straight out at your side, she replied. I did as she said. I definitely was hung over this morning, but the fright she had put me into had me very alert. I climbed out of bed and did as she told me to. I was surprised when she reached into her front pocket and pulled out a pink measuring tape. She very efficiently measured my chest, waist, and thighs. She unzipped my pants and acted like she was going to measure my cock before, saying, Nah, don't worry. This tape measure doesn't have centimeters, so what's the point? Is that it? I asked, my patience having run out. Almost. What's your shoe size? I'm an eight, I said. Excellent, she beamed. I can work with that. What difference does it make? You'll see, she said. Now I'm going to be back Thursday night at 7. You need to be here. Why? So I don't send out the damn pictures. I'm not going to explain everything to you, she barked like a drill sergeant. Your job is to do what I tell you. I'll worry about why. So I'll be here Thursday, and that'll be the end of it? No. You're going to take Friday off work, too, she said. If you do everything I tell you to, we can be done, and I'll delete all the pictures I took. You better not be fucking with me, I threatened. Oh, 
I definitely am. And there isn't a damn thing you can do about it, she smirked. I'm leaving now, but be here Thursday night alone. Just like that, she turned and she left me with having far more questions and answers. I got back into bed and soon realized I was laying on top of the dildo. What in the hell is she up to? Hi, I'm Victoria Vaughn. Kylie got an email from Spotify last month warning him about adult content on the podcast. For now, there is no problem, but we do have to be careful about what we put on the free podcast so that we can stay on the air. Scenes that might have been allowed before have become a bit dangerous for us. It's one of the reasons that the premium podcast is so important. Because you have to subscribe to listen, we don't have to worry about content limits, so we can include much more titillating scenes. Premium subscribers get the entire audio and not just a clip. That includes all the good parts. And the shows don't just disappear when we're done with them. There's something like 30 hours of content in the archives of accessible when you subscribe. It's $15 a month, and we know that's not in everybody's budget. But if you're interested, check out the premium feminization boudoir on Spotify. Or check out the link in this show's description. All through the week, I was a wreck. Danny got a huge order from a client on Tuesday, and everybody wanted to head over to the double deuce after work. But I backed out and kind of torpedoed the whole thing. I didn't want to risk running into Claudia again. By the time Thursday evening came, I was a nervous wreck. I drove home on autopilot and raced inside, half expecting Claudia to already be there. I didn't have long to wait. At 7 o'clock, there was a knock on the door. Claudia had arrived carrying four or five very large shopping bags. Do you have enough stuff? I asked sarcastically. My suitcase is still in the car, she said. We'll take care of it later. Later? I asked. For now, let's go to your bathroom, she said. Lead the way. I led her down the hallway behind me before opening the door and announcing, This is it. Yeah, I kind of figured that from the toilet, she said. Time to strip. What? You heard me. Take off your clothes. You're going into the shower. I don't know, I hesitated. I don't care what you know. If you don't want those pictures going out, don't you dare question me, she ordered. I complied and was soon standing in the middle of my own shower, feeling very nervous about my own nudity, when an attractive young woman was in the bathroom with me, fully clothed. She handed me a bottle with a pink cap and told me to rub it all over my skin below my neck. I should have known where this was going, but I didn't. I rubbed the sweet-smelling liquid that I hoped was body wash into my skin and looked at her for further instructions, even as my skin was starting to burn and tingle. Can I rinse it off now? No. Let's give it another five minutes, she said, checking the time on her phone. Should it be burning? I asked. That's how you know it's working, she said. When the five minutes were up, she let me rinse off in the shower. She told me to wrap myself in a towel and come out to the living room when I was done, and then she left the bathroom. As soon as the water hit my skin, I saw all of my body hair racing down the drain. It was getting washed away in the shower water. I was pissed. I should have known that's what she was doing, but now it's too late to do anything about it. I was completely hairless, and when I checked my reflection in the mirror, I looked like a prepubescent boy. I grabbed a towel, and after drying myself, I walked out to the living room to see what horrors Claudia had in store for me. Take a seat and relax, she said. I sat down on an easy chair, not wanting to give up the modesty provided by my towel. 
It was only after I sat down that I noticed Claudia had laid out a vast array of nail products on my dining room table. Oh no, I sighed. Oh yes, she said as she was looking down at my feet and putting cotton balls between my toes. When she looked up, I could see she was smiling from ear to ear. I think a bright red would suit you. Is this really necessary? You're making me look like a fool, I said. Oh, you have no idea. Just sit back and relax. She painted my toenails, and while I wasn't happy about it, there wasn't much I could do. Soon I was sporting bright red toenails on all ten toes. She applied a second coat of polish before sealing it all with a layer of clear. Unfortunately, she intended to do my fingernails, too. It's a pity they're so short, she said. I can tell you're a nail biter. Yeah, I guess I do bite them on occasion. Gross, she said, reaching into one of her bags and pulling out some fake nails. I think I can fix that. I started to protest, but she gave me a look and put her finger up to my lips. I thought about her warning and decided to sit there quietly. Soon I had glimmer-length nails painted with the same three coats as my toes were. Are you happy now? I asked. Almost. I have the perfect shade of lipstick to match that, she said. What are you doing? I asked. Are you trying to make me a girl? I warned about questioning me, she said. I'm going to give you this one free, but the next one will result in a punishment you won't like. I'll remember, I promised. If you don't, you've been warned. I'm not turning you into a girl, but I have plans for you that involve you looking like one. I really think you want to cooperate because if you're red as a guy, it's going to be your own fault, she warned. Red where? I asked before correcting myself. Sorry, no questions. I understand. Next, she pulled out a couple of breast forms. I'd never seen anything like them before, and I was fascinated. When she handed them to me, I couldn't help playing with them. Pretty realistic, huh? She asked. Yeah, I wish I had a pair of these in high school, I said. Well, you're getting this pair, she said, rubbing a white cream on the left side of my chest. After she had coated the area she wanted, she had me hold one of the breast forms to it. She put more of the cream on the right side and had me hold the other breast form in place as well. After I held them in place for around five minutes, she smiled and said, Take your hands away and let me check out your rack. This is weird, I said. Do jumping jacks. What? You heard me. Jump up and down. I want to see how they jiggle and if they stay put. After I did it, she couldn't stop laughing. I was turning bright red in embarrassment, so I finally stopped. Are you happy? I asked. Ecstatic. Put this on, she said, tossing me a bra. A bra? You really want to humiliate me, don't you? Yes, I do. But that's not what this is about, though. I just want you to have some support because these things get uncomfortable if you just leave them glued there. I guess you're right, I replied, fumbling with the bra. Why do I have to wear these things anyway? Without the breast forms, your dress will hang funny. Now you question me again, so bend over and grab the arm of the couch, she said. When I didn't comply right away, she bellowed, Now, bitch! I did as she said, and from one of the bags she pulled out a brand new riding crop, which she used to tan my hide. The first spanking was painful, and I yelped and jumped when she struck me. Get back down there. You have nine more coming. No, I'm not going to let you, I began. She immediately twisted my right arm behind me and bent me all the way over the couch arm. 
She then gave me 15 swats with the riding crop, and when she was done, I was bawling my eyes out like a little baby. Now do you see why you don't question me, she asked. Yes, replied, wiping away my tears. Then stop doing it, she said sternly. We don't have that much more to do tonight. I want you to get your eyebrows done before calling it a night, she informed me. After the spanking, I didn't want to cross her again. I sat there quietly as she reshaped my eyebrows. They'd never been bushy or anything, but now they had a distinctly feminine arch. She was really changing my appearance. How am I? I began and trailed off. I didn't want another spanking. How are you going to hide the eyebrows, she asked. Well, yeah, I said, motioning. This is pretty drastic. Most people, especially guys, won't really notice. I didn't give you pencil-thin eyebrows. Nobody wears them like that anymore anyway, she said. Okay, fine, I said. Now what? Have you ever seen one of those movies where they play upbeat pop music and the heroine goes out and tries on a bunch of outfits until her friends finally agree she found the perfect dress? Yeah, I said. Great, she handed me a bag. I went thrift store shopping just for you. It's showtime. It was an embarrassing evening as I tried on a whole lot of different outfits for her. There were pink lace girly party dresses and sophisticated black sequined evening gowns. The only things they had in common were that they were all humiliating to model and incredibly sexy to look at. Well, they would have been sexy if they weren't on me. I had no makeup on and my hair was completely male. I hadn't even really given my face a close shave. However, from the neck down, the combination of my clean-shaven body and the false breast protruding from my chest made it seem as if I were actually a woman modeling the dresses, and I was embarrassed by that. I think Claudia sensed my humiliation as she giggled throughout the whole ordeal. She'd limited the choice down to two dresses. One was a slinky black cocktail dress that hugged my body closely and gave me curves that nature never did. The other dress was a burgundy-colored halter dress with a high neck and cut-out sleeves. It only came to mid-thigh and had an open back. Which one do you want to wear? she asked. I really don't want to wear a dress at all, I replied. Fine, you'll wear the burgundy one, she decided. I immediately regretted not answering. I'm going to have to touch up your back tomorrow with the hair remover just to be sure. I'm glad we got that settled. I normally wouldn't wear that color polish with that color dress, but I think you'll make it work. Great, I groaned. I'm glad you approve. I think we'll turn in. You had a very busy day ahead of you. May I ask one more question, please, I asked. I don't like questions, but since you asked so sweetly, I'll allow it, she said. What do you have planned for tomorrow, I asked. Well, I have a friend who's going to do your hair extensions and makeup. She's amazing. You'll love her. After that, we'll spend most of the day practicing how you walk, move, and talk. Then I have something really fun in mind, she said. Why are you doing this, I asked. I wasn't even the worst one there. I tried to stop my friends from being pigs. And then you joined right in. If I singled you out, it's because I actually see some potential in you to be a decent human being. I don't see that same potential in your friend, she said. You should take it as a compliment. You know, I could pay to forget the whole thing. You told me you bartended because you needed extra money. 
I bet $2,000 would go a long way towards taking care of it. How many times do you have to get hit on by obnoxious drunkster in 2000 I said. You're right, she replied. I can't put a price on happiness, though. And this is going to make me very happy. With my futile attempted bribery over, I attempted to get some sleep. She actually gave me a nightgown to sleep in. It was a short, flirty little purple thing that would have been cute on the right woman. It was so difficult to sleep with the combination of what she'd done to me and the breast forms on my chest. Morning came much too quickly for me. I should have been in work instead of heading over to Claudia's friend Gina's salon for an early morning makeover. Gina had worked at a different bar waitressing with Claudia several years back, and she relished the opportunity to get back a drunk and obnoxious patrons. She made sure I got the full works from bright red lips to smoky eyes and bright black full lashes. You're such a little princess, said Gina, pinching my cheek. I blushed at her touch. I don't think he likes being our little princess, said Claudia. Well, then she's really going to hate these, said Gina, holding up an armful of hair extensions. You sure you don't want her blonde? We have time. Tempting, but I really want her to be able to go back to her normal life if she behaves herself, said Claudia. Well, then, keep me in mind if she's naughty, said Gina. You got it, said Claudia, patting me on my shoulder. You'll be the first person I call. I made up my mind right then and there I was never going to be back in that chair again, so I was going to do whatever she asked me to do tonight. No matter how humiliating, and judging by what Gina was doing to my hair, it was going to be quite humiliating. When Gina was done with me, I looked completely female, though I was wearing exclusively male clothing. The extensions had been perfectly matched to my own hair color, and Gina had arranged it to make it look like it had long, dark hair and a very feminine shag hairstyle. That hairstyle really suits her, said Claudia. I think she's going to have to beat the guys off with a stick. Well, I'm sure she'll be beating a lot of them off before this is done, said Gina, making an obscene gesture with her fist. <laughs> Gina, you are so bad, said Claudia between laughs at my expense. The rest of the morning and afternoon was spent at my place, learning to walk in heels, hold a drink like a woman, have feminine body language, and even talk like a woman. As you might imagine, six hours isn't enough time to be an expert, but Claudia and that writing crop of hers were excellent motivators. By the time four rolled around, I could see Claudia was both pleased and impressed with my progress. I know that I have been tough on you, but being totally honest, you've really done a great job. I think you've improved a lot since this morning, she said. I wanted to cry out that my feet were killing me, that I was a man, not a damn woman, and she was insane. But I didn't. Instead, I simply said, thank you, Mistress Claudia. You've been a great teacher. Thank you, she said. One of the keys to being a good teacher is knowing when to schedule a field trip, and I think it's time. Outside? You want me to go outside like this? I asked. No sooner had I asked than the riding crop connected with a soft flesh on my left thigh. You know I don't like questions, said Claudia. I also don't intend to take you outside unless we have your dress on. Yes, Mistress Claudia, I said robotically. After putting the dress on me and spritzing me with perfume, she handed me a purse and declared me ready. I know you must be dying to know where we're going, she said. 
It had crossed my mind, I replied. We're going out for a drink, she said, handing me a purse. I took it and realized how much I was shaking at the thought. On the way to the bar, Claudia had filled me in on what she wanted. She was determined to embarrass my friends by dressing me up and getting the guys to hit on me. The only way I would get out of this with my dignity intact was to not only pass as a woman, but to do it with people who worked with me and saw me every day. Claudia wasn't scheduled to work that night, but it's not like the manager would stop her from showing up as a volunteer. Of course, she made sure to talk to my friends and point me out to them. Sure enough, they weren't going to let a young single woman sit at the bar without at least trying to pick her up. She walked over to me and handed me a Cosmo, telling me it was for my friends. <sighs> oh, God, I sighed. Now turn around, raise your glass in their direction, smile, and take a drink, she said. No sooner did I do that than I saw Tommy get up from his stool and begin walking in my direction. You're on, she said. Make sure you're flirty enough, or I'll make it much worse for you. And of course, make sure he doesn't figure out who you are. Hey, that's from me, he said, leaning on the bar next to me. I don't like seeing pretty girls paying for their own drink. I turned, looked up at him, and flashed him my biggest girly smile. Well, thank you for the drink and compliment, I said. I'm Jason, he said, leaning in a bit closer. He was crowding my personal space, and we barely even started talking to each other. Do I know you? I don't think so. My name's... Kylie, I said, making up a name on the spot. It was surprising that Claudia never gave me a name during all that morning training. Do you mind if I sit next to you, he asked, sitting down at the open bar stool without waiting for my answer. No, not at all, I replied. We mostly made small talk, but within another couple of minutes, his hand was on my knee, and he was softly stroking my stocking-covered leg. I know I looked uncomfortable, and I could see that Claudia was enjoying my discomfort. Well, it's good to see two of my favorite customers getting on, said Claudia. You know Kylie, asked Jason. Oh, I've been with her since the beginning, she replied. The beginning of what, asked Jason. You know, let me get a picture of you two, said Claudia. She quickly grabbed her phone. We both smiled for the camera and Claudia snapped a picture that I would never live down if any of my friends figured out my identity. Claudia showed us the picture on her phone. Nice picture, noted Jason. We look like a happy couple, I added. Well, you are, aren't you, asked Claudia. I think we're becoming one, said Jason, turning to me a big smile spreading across his face. Well, if this is the first meeting, then we need a better pic, she said. Turn and kiss each other. Jason looked at me for permission, and as much as I wanted to run away, there was nothing I could do. I nodded my agreement, and he kissed me passionately on the lips with Claudia snapping away pictures on her phone. She owned me now. The end. And that was Mistress DJ reading the Kylie part of Kylie versus Claudia. I realize I'm actually sitting on quite a few really good audios from Mistress DJ. M Mr. Shayla, she is hurriedly getting more out, and... Uh, I'm not going to be surprised if we find one from B or Rainia or Jen or any of our other narrators really soon. So thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for giving us a listen. I hope you enjoyed us this week, and I hope you'll be back next week. I will be. Take care.